Hello and welcome to another episode of Ashes to Go. I'm your host, Redbird, and with me is BDLG. Bordy, yo, we got- Oh, what's up, dude? We got a lot to talk about tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this, dude. We got a new backer package, and that was one that was including an Alpha 1 access, so we're, we're excited about that. And then, of course, we had an AMA on Reddit with Steven. A lot of new information there, a lot of uh, clarity- um, spewed forth by Steven about Ashes of Creation. So we're going to cover that on the show. Uh, let's hop right in here, Bordy, with the new backer package. It is Deeds of the Dauntless. Now, Bordy, I've been waiting for a long time for a uh, you know formidable package uh, that has Alpha 1 in it. And, dude, I think this is it. I think this is it, dude. I'm going to pull the trigger. Because uh, the armor and, and and some of these uh, featured in here are are very uh, very cool, I think. So, uh, what yeah, are your thoughts yeah, on the yeah. uh, da- the deeds of the dauntless backer package? Uh, I mean, I I like it over. I like this one better than like the past three or four that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the of the fawns or the deer or whatever those things are. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> I like more of a darker theme. I do like the armor. The armor looks really dope. I really do like the uh, freehold that that looks super cool, man. In my opinion, the mount is like, it's different. It's cool enough that it's like, okay, I I see it. I get it. Like I I would ride around on that mount. It's like the halberd beaked thing. It's Uh, basically like what they've depicted, like a a raptor of some sort to look like, like a, a big bird dinosaur looking thing. With an axe yeah, that has a halberd it. blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah has yeah. a halberd blade at the end of the at the end of the beak. It's it's cool, man. I would uh, I would I would get this is a package that I would get if I were going to get one right now. I think I'm still holding out to see if there's a cooler one out there, but uh, you know, hey, if this is what you want, man, then get it. Yeah, the the armor, the Pell Ward of the Custodians is really dope looking plate armor. I it think. does look cool, and it's got yeah. uh, a cool looking weapon styles to it. I think. Uh, the axe and the spear are pretty cool looking in general. Like you said, I can deal with the uh, Cavaliers coach. It's it looks t- a little bit princessy, like uh, like Cinderella to the ball mm-hmm. type type of yeah, fits, uh, caravan. Fits your personality, man. Hey, man, uh, you know what I mean. Maybe we all have a little bit of a princess inside of us. You know what I mean. And uh, the, <laughs> I guess, but the high hearth is pretty cool, like you said too. So overall, yeah. they do, obviously the art team kills it. No matter if we if it's our preference or not, uh, this stuff looks dope. I can't wait to see it in game, and and this may be it, dude. I, you, I, I really want to play Alpha, and uh, it starts in July, right? So I could only I'm I'm basically playing with fire if I wait until July because I will have to buy that package to be able to play the first Alpha. So, dude, I, I'm I'm gambling a little bit here, Bordy, because it's either Deeds of the Dauntless or Mystery Package Number. One. So uh, maybe yeah. I can get some leakage going on uh, from Steven. Be like, yo, okay, can you give me a little bit of time? And and sometimes they uh, do, I guess. So maybe I will be waiting until the end of June and, and seeing some of those previews uh, before I buy in. Yeah, they typically do give a little bit of a preview before they cut the, the one off and then add the next one to the, to the docket here. So I think you'd be wise to wait, man. I have a feeling that the July one is going to be incredibly dope. I don't know why. I just no, feel like it's going to be... We haven't gotten a dark-themed uh, backer package in quite some time. I just... I have a feeling, dude. I have this gut feeling, man. It's going to be incredible. So Either know. that or there's going to be some 4th of July like firework-themed thing that, uh, you know... Ah, man, I think it's going to be really good. Wizardry? Yeah. 
or something like that, Maybe. like Gandalf. Shoots through not a fireworks in the Shire, dude. Who knows what's going to happen? But uh, uh, I will hold off until at least I get the previews, I guess, because they usually give us like a few day warnings. So, uh, yeah. all right, dude. So let's let's get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, and that is the uh, MMORPG Reddit AMA. So Stephen went through and uh you know uh answered a bunch of questions it's very kind of him to spend his time doing that i think he likes doing it you know talking about the game obviously he's a very passionate person and so we're not going to go through like it word for word uh but we are going to hit the highlights here and the questions that were uh that were uh answered on the stream uh so uh here is the reddit user uh question about talents this is the first one we're going to go through with Bordy. no is that's it, his name the reddit user talents is that dude's is that that's the reddit user's okay, name that, talents. listen okay yeah. fine whatever yeah. Uh, yeah. why we, okay we, we we you know change your name sir uh so so that <laughs> me so that i who's commonly confused don't get confused all right so what is your idea for the direction you'd like to take combat and what are some of the big combat changes you you want to test and implement in the future? So here's Steven's answer to this wonderful question by Talents. Uh, Steven's goal is to have a hybrid between tab and action. We knew that. He acknowledged the difficulty between uh, merging the two. Uh, during the alpha, they are doubling down on trying to completely merge the two. They're trying to make the switch back and forth easy and making a tab part of action combat. So... Here's one of the things, Bordy, that that I struggle with, because here we we have, if you were to, I think, set up a a graph, a time oriented graph, be uh, of MMO combat, you would have your at the very beginning of your draft or graph, excuse me, you would have tab targeted combat, and then here moving towards the end of the graph or the most recent time period. You would have action combat. Would you? Would, can you argue that? No, man. That's the, you're making the argument that I make every time we bring this up. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, it's just confusing to me why they want to merge. I don't like. Uh, you know, some people prefer tab targeting. I'm not going to deny that, but I would say a majority of the people want to see combat progress in MMOs. You know, we would like to have, you know, maybe not as to the extreme of uh you know black desert online that's basically like an arcade game when you're going out there and fighting but you know yeah. towards that direction where you're you're uh you know setting a precedence for a new type of combat in an mmo i would love to see them take that approach rather than merging uh an old and new style yeah i would too and i'm glad this question was asked man because i wanted to hear what his take on it was right now before the alpha and what their plans were like during the alpha to test this thing and before i go into my answer i want to give a shout out to uh to proto bear there who he's the mmorpg subreddit representative i think he did a really good job in this ama i i enjoyed it i thought he did a good job kind of filling those questions so just wanted to give that dude a shout out real fast so the other is my my answer to this is the same thing i've always said man i prefer action combat i do feel like tab targeting combat is a thing in the past. Like, I wish we'd move away from that. And I'm probably going to get crucified because people like tab target combat and MMOs. I'm not one of those people. I want innovation. I want new. I want to move away from tab target combat. I want the combat that we had during the, the Battle Royale 
uh, dude, that was fun combat to me. Why don't we just have that in the MMO? And they just iterate on that a little bit, make it a little a bit more complex, version, a little yeah. bit better, a much po- more polished version mm-hmm. of what they had back then. An apocalypse would be good to me, I think. Uh, so I was, I have to say, in my, I was a little bit disappointed to hear that they're like just he's he's sold. He, he sounds like he's completely 100% sold on doubling down to make sure they merge these two combat styles to kind of try to please everyone. Now he did say that he's he's seen this done in the past with multiple games and they haven't they haven't done it well enough so that is kind of encouraging i guess we'll have to see what comes of it he did say that they are taking combat incredibly serious because they want to make sure combat's good because it is obviously a pillar and a staple of your mmo uh, so i don't know man i was a little disappointed i wanted to kind of i don't know what i expected i don't know why i was hoping he would say we're gearing more towards action-based <laughs> combat now i I don't we, know why you know I that guy BDLG. We're doing exactly what yeah. he wants us to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing exactly what that guy wants because his yeah. ideas are the best. Yeah, yeah, not at all, man. I we'll see. This is one of those wait and see things. It's just a big mm. question mark in my mind for the game. But I do have faith that they'll get it right. They they understand the importance of it, and he reiterated that here. So we'll see what happens, man. It's just a wait and see game. You know, I'm going to be open minded about it. I'm going to play it, and hopefully, it'll be a lot of fun. And and then I'll. Uh, you know, not be able to say anything about it anymore yeah. other than it's awesome. That that would be great for sure. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, another Reddit user, let's just go down this path. Ask the question, will the Bard class be more like D&D support archetype or more like the old Bars tell all around fighter and support with supportive capabilities? So here is uh, Steven's answer. Heavily on the support side, and I love that answer, but still have some combat capability. The Bard class is intended not to be a pure support class. It will have some rounded skills that that are offense and defense based. Jack of all trades approach, but their primary component is their supportive abilities. Bordy, I'm going to tell, maybe, I, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but yo, I, I, I have said the fact that I am an EverQuest guy. Uh, that was my first MMO, my first opportunity to experience, uh, you know, the wonderful world of MMOs. And you know what, dude, I played a bard and, mm-hmm. and, and dude, I loved supporting people in a, in a other, a way other than healing, getting in there, playing my ballads, making people's attack power increase, making their, uh, mana region efficient. Because back in the day you could like, yeah. you basically had to like rest if you wanted to grind camps and unless you had a bard and that would the bard could keep you going and grinding longer and dude it was a hot commodity to have a bard in your in your group and and i love the idea of a second type of support class one that isn't just healing but but provides you know buffs and and different opportunities to be more efficient in combat so i love the answer yeah. that steven provided here yeah, I like it too, man. I think the Bard class is going to be fun. I think that a support Bard is what you would want out of the Bard class. It shouldn't be super heavily reliant on combat, I don't think. Whenever you play a Bard, I think most people expect to be more support. I would like to see some innovations or maybe not even innovations. This is not innovative at all because this goes back to my old UO days, man. Something very, very unique about a Bard in Ultima Online a bard and UO, you took out your loot and you could provoke enemies to attack one another, which I thought was really, really cool. You had this thing called <laughs> discordance, which you which you you played your song and then it reduced their armor and, and whatever and kind of lulled them to sleep. And then you could provoke them to attack one another with your song, which was really cool. And we'd go farm mobs that way. And that was a really, really strong PVE build. And it was awesome. You didn't have to have any combat abilities because you were provoking everything to fight one another. Now, 
in PVP, it, it was useless, but in PVP, but you could <laughs> yeah. provoke you. Here's the thing though. You could also provoke monsters to attack other players. So if you're like farming dragons or something and your, and, and your bard skill was really high, you could provoke those dragons to attack other players. It was really cool too. But one of the things Steven said about the bard class in ashes is one of the things they're wanting to try red. And I found this very, very mm. interesting. So it's, he said, they're not going to be, or he said they are going to be like very proximity and positional dependent uh, talking about the bard. So then this is the part that gets really interesting. So he said, there may be some formation templates that gives your raid party a formation buff from hitting the formation lock. So kind of like the flying V and the mighty ducks or something, you know what I mean? I've been watching <laughs> yeah. that on, on Disney plus here lately, but it's like, and he said, if you're, if your raid party can hit that formation lock, whatever that formation is, there'll be like these places on the ground where your party has to go stand. And if everybody hits that within a certain amount of time, then you get an extended buff for hitting that formation and then backing out of it. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, that, uh, that's like a drummer, that you know, before. you're like a drummer in yeah. battle and like, yeah, formation. I, I, I mean, I'm here for yeah. it, dude. It's cool. It's yeah. unique. Uh, dude, I love, again, I well, love the, the idea of a bard class, so. There's gonna be 40 man raid groups in this game, so can you imagine trying to coordinate? You gotta, 40 people you gotta, you gotta formation put out the and, Mona Lisa, like, holy crap, dude, dude. And, and then yeah. that buffs your yeah your charisma or something. Who knows? But yeah, uh, he, he he said that was something they were looking at for the bar. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I was very interested. A very different take on it. I like that. Sure. Yeah, for sure. That's dope. Yeah. Um, I, I I like that they're not shying away from new things because I think that's how you kind of progress the genre forward is try new things that people haven't tried before. So yeah, whether it fails or not, it doesn't matter. Just, uh, you know, um, try it. And if it's not good, you can always change it later. All right. So yeah. here's a, here's a, you know, I think it's just like a general question. Who's going to replace Jeffrey Bard? And the answer was not yet. We don't know. Uh, announcement will be made after Alpha One, August timeframe. Uh, yeah, so basically, not a lot to say there. Yeah, not a yeah. lot to say there. So another <laughs> yeah. Reddit user, Donkey Fam, asked, uh, "Will there be difficulty? Co will there be difficult content that is made for more hardcore fan base for a challenging experience and perhaps cosmetic rewards?" Here's the answer that Stephen provided: There is a scale between hardcore and casual players. There will be some custom AI solutions. The AI will scale and difficulty based on different factors. For example, the number of players in the area, etc. There's no linear scaling, rather dynamic scaling based on players' interactions. So you know we've we've covered this, and and he's mentioned this, and and uh, you know some of their content as well. Uh, you know, as you progress through dungeons, whether it be open world or, or instance dungeons, the the quicker you do it, the more progressively harder it's going to get. That's what he means, like with the dynamic scaling and everything like that. And I'm sure they're going to work on different systems like that for for everywhere in the game to make sure that, you know, uh, as you progress in strength, you're also going to progress in difficulty. And and they, I think they did mention also before Bordy that the you know it's also like smart loot. So the faster mm -hmm. you progress through these dungeons or like the harder difficulty mobs you are fighting as you progress, uh, your, your loot tables will change as well. Yeah, this is one of the appealing factors to Ashes of Creation for me, for sure. I think that the dynamic scaling of these mobs is pretty interesting, man. I don't know of, of, of many, if any, MMOs try this, and there's a lot of new things that Ashes of Creation is trying, combat not being one of them, obviously. But there's there's... The dynamic scaling of mobs, I don't know that I've ever seen that in an MMO. Have you? 
No, like the way the way they're so. trying to implement this, I've never seen it. And that, and then the nodes and the dynamic uh, node events and all that things. It's man, it's such an ambitious project, man. We've been promised these types of things before, and so many MMO, MMOs have fallen short. So I hope that they can deliver on this in a way that is that is spot on with what he was talking about. In the AMA, he kind of went more into depth about what he meant with these systems, but Red pretty much summed it up there in a really good way. And and I. I hope that they can nail this dude, because that would be really, really cool, man. Uh, just the way that they, your the mob scale up in difficulty based on the player interactions and not just like this linear, you know, giving them more health or more armor or whatever, whenever you run a, a vet mode dungeon, like an ESO or something, it, it actually scales in a dynamic fashion. That's, that's pretty neat, man. And uh, one of the draws to this game for sure. So I hope they can pull it off. Yeah, I'd say the closest thing I've experienced before is the Mythic Plus system in, in World of Warcraft, where basically like you have a key, you put that key in and the, at the very beginning of the dungeon, it scales the difficulty to that, you know, whatever key you've earned. Yeah. And the only way you can earn a, a higher level key is if you complete like a lower tiered, um, you know, uh, mythic so you'd be like i'm yep. doing mythic plus three and then i might get like a mythic plus four or five key and then you have to you know rerun it or anything but the the dynamic scaling like you know without having to use like a key or something i think is very unique and i hope they can pull it off uh yeah. so uh, here's the next question um do you worry that people will end up feeling disappointed in ashes due to overhype or is it just par for the course so here's steven's answer to that there's a fine line between hyping a game and being excited for a game. Steven views hyping as a set, uh, setting unrealistic expectations prior to the game's release. For example, this will be the savior of all MMOs. They are <laughs> trying to make uh, take the approach of keeping people a, a part of development process, and Steven believes that's helping build excitement for the game. Now, here here's something interesting, Barty, because I, I think... They've used something like maybe not those exact words, but they've used something like that in their advertisement campaign. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like I've never I've never seen that said. Not from that them. not that phrase exactly. Yeah. Uh, but you I, know, from the ashes seen, of the MMO genre rises a new uh, you know, a yeah. new I've heard that that phrasing yeah. and that sort of statement um yeah. has been said. Well, I think people do need to be cautious with this game, man. Right. I'm a big fan. I think the game is going to be great, and I have high hopes for it as well. And I am excited for the game, but I am not in the boat of having these crazy, unrealistic expectations for the game. I am tempering my expectations because they are offering the world to us here, and no MMO has ever been able to deliver. So the skeptic in me tries to main... I cautiously optimistic, I guess, but a lot of people, you do see this, this term thrown around. And it was interesting to me that Steven said that specific thing, because a lot of people that follow ashes, they say that all the time, this will be the savior of all MMORPGs. A lot of people say that. And it's like, man, you guys really, I just a word of caution. You probably do need to temper those expectations just a tad, because you, you may get in there and just it, it may not be what you think it's going to be. I think it's going to be really good. I really hope it's really good. And I hope they deliver on every aspect they're saying they're going to deliver on. And I, I, I think they will over time, but man, I think uh, there is a fine line. I think he's right here. And I, I liked his answer because there is a fine line between really hyping a game up and being overhyped for a game and then just being excited for a game. I'm excited for ashes. But I don't know that Ash is going to be the savior of all MMORPGs. I'm not sure that's, 
I don't, I don't know, man. I, it, it, there is a lot of that going on in the community. I hope people just kind of temper their expectations just a little bit. Be excited, not crazy hyped. As he, just as Stephen was saying right here, just kind of echo that sentiment. That's how I feel about it too, in all honesty. Well, and, and here's the thing about the genre, and this is something, I mean, me and you cover MMOs and have been for a long time. One of the things that you, you kind of just right out of the gate, you're competing with games that have been around for like 15 years. So it's yeah. like those people that play Final Fantasy 14 and World of Warcraft and ESO, I think they're going to argue with you that, that the genre needs saving because I know a lot of people that spend a lot of time in those games. Uh, so, you know, here's the thing is I want the game to be good like you. Uh, I have high hopes for the game, obviously, uh, or we wouldn't be covering it, quite frankly. And the, and the thing thing about it is, I think just as much as like you don't want to overhype a game, you want to be excited about a game. You don't want to be overcritical either. Like exactly, uh, yeah. you you don't want to be to the point where like uh, you know this game is never going to succeed or everything they say is poppycock or anything like that. Like you know, there's a there's a nice balance there that you you know we should just all be excited that someone's actually making a new MMO because the the last one we've had was like Black Desert Online or Blessed Online, which is a complete poop show. If we're being yeah. frankly, so you know we're excited to get these two, uh, you know, New World and Ashes of Creation, these two exciting uh, entries to the genre. So I'm just I'm excited for them and their development process, and I hope they can, uh, I hope they can uh, pull it off, dude. Yeah, well uh, said. So light light word. Uh, another Reddit user said, "How can you ensure the open world PvP will not eventually make the game unplayable for small guilds and individuals?" So here's a great question. Steven answered, they are good deterrence for open world PvP from a PK standpoint. Steven defines open world PvP through the flagging system. The corruption system in Astro of Creation is the deterrent for the open world uh, PK uh, or player killing. So this is, this is uh, I dude, here's the thing, man. Uh, this is old school, but I love mm -hmm. it. I love the I idea uh, of uh, letting the players make the choices for themselves. So, okay, if, if I'm going to yep. go out there and grieve people, then I'm going to know that not only am I going to put a target on myself, but I'm going to become more and more weak. So, you know, I'm definitely dying. <laughs> if I yeah. go out and kill someone, it's got to be worth it because, uh, you know, people are definitely going to seek me out. So, yeah, I love the corruption system in the game. This also, I'm going to reference Ultima Online again, dude. Of this course is you a very are. similar. It's very similar, man, in, in this manner. The corruption system is slightly different in Ashes of Creation, but it's very similar. In UO, there was a there was kind of the same thing. You killed too many people, you would turn red, you couldn't visit towns, you'd get you'd be killed on sight. There were only towns you could go if you were red. And if you're red, that meant you're a murderer. And then if you died, you lost a lot of skill points. And it was kind of punishing to do that. So you did have to make a uh, a decision there too. And this is very similar in that manner. And I love it, man. I think this is a great deterrent for just going around and PKing people in the open world. There are other pvp options in ashes that you don't get flagged for corruption for because you mm -hmm. i kind of opt into that pvp but but just going out and just killing somebody but i also love the fact that not only does it it deters people from doing it it's also an option that i can do it so if somebody's out there farming mm -hmm. away at something and they're in my spot and i want to go freaking take that spot or if somebody's out there just talking or trash they took your or, spot or they took my spot, yeah. Or they're or they're throwing up, you know, inappropriate emotes in my face or whatever it may be. I can kill that person, and and then I can take pride in, in knowing that I just PK'd them out there in the in the open world. Now there's going to be a punishment for that, but yo, dude, hey, it, sometimes it's worth it. You know what I mean? So I like the fact that you can do it, and I like the fact that it's that it's tempered. Like people aren't just going to be running around doing it 
crazy. I, I, I am a fan of the corruption system uh, and I'm glad this is in ashes, man. It takes me, it takes me back, dude. And it's a good system. I don't know why more MMOs don't implement something like this. I I've never understood why they don't it's, it does, it does work. And I, I think it's great, man. I'm excited for that one. Yes, I am too. And, and dude, I hope they keep on it and keep it in the game and keep working on it and make it to where something that, you know, we can all kind of see is like, yo, this is even the non PVP people can be like, all right, this is kind of cool. You know, yeah. uh, we get to participate in like if there's some evil dude or corrupted guy running around, we get to participate in taking him down. I love the yeah. idea of like a like a uh, like a thieves guild type of situation or or, or something to where uh, if you are corrupted, there's a different like economy that you can be part of. Like you know what I mean? Like I can't go to the mm -hmm. towns and like you know use the the benefits of like the nodes, the metropolises, and stuff like that. But I have these like secret underground sewer places or like these. That's how it was in UO. Yeah, yeah. these like mm -hmm. vagabond, like, you know, traveling stores and stuff that I can be a part of uh, if I'm going to be part of that corrupted like thief type world. Yeah. All right. So here's the last question, Bordy, we have uh, from Minecrafter338. Uh, you said before Ashes of Creation is not for everyone. Can you please describe that we cannot expect what we cannot expect from the game? It seems a lot of people are projecting all of their dreams into a uh, AOC at the moment. And again, that's uh, not Steven's fault, but he answered, you can safely not expect that this game is going to be a trophy for everyone game. I love that. Uh, you'll, yeah. you'll not get the participation trophy mentally from Ashes. It will be a difficult MMO that will reward players for the work that is done in the game. Perfect, dude. Uh, you know, and that's the thing is I think a lot of people that play MMOs right now or, or you know, people around our age, either a little bit higher or a little bit lower. And and uh, and uh, we definitely uh, I love the idea of, of earning a, a dope piece of gear. I love the idea of, you know, um, you know, being able to flaunt my skills and talents in the game against other people. Uh, so, you know, I think that's, you know, what a lot of people want. And I think their efforts to return back to that baseline is is definitely going to be rewarded in their player base. Yeah, I think so. I think this was a bit of a politician's answer, though, to be honest. He kind of skirted around it. Like, there, there's no specifics given here about what you can't expect from Ashes. But then again, I well, guess he says you can't expect system... for it to be a participation trophy. Well, I mean, that's true. You know, that's true, which I like. I like the fact that whenever you get into the game, you're going to have to earn your stuff. It's not just going to be given to you. And he referenced uh, other MMOs. He, he wouldn't say their names, obviously, but he was talking about how <laughs> they just have quest tracking and you can just go from point A to point B and you basically don't have to do anything because it's just auto tracking and whatever. And, mm. you know, that those types of things aren't going to be in the game. So the, I think that's good because you want to have to work for the things you get. So I, the answer is fine. It's just it's kind of a... Uh, <laughs> there was no specifics given, you know, it's like, but, but then again, what specifics do you give? Because ashes does have, I mean, most every mechanic you'd, you would want in an MMO, I think at this point, or at least they're saying they're going to have those mechanics in the game. Well, I think, you know, one of the things that, that is okay to compare it to, I think is elder scrolls online. One of the things that elder scrolls online does really, really well is it provides that, uh, the lore and the excitement for new story uh, to a player base that is a fan of the Elder Scrolls genre, right? So mm -hmm. uh, Elder Scrolls Online, I think, you know, does a great job at, at, at including everybody in the community because everybody gets to experience the story. They have the Tamriel, or one Tamriel or Tamriel Forever that uh, allows players to play together no matter what level. 
And, you know, they do a great job at inclusion in that game. Uh, but but I think, you know, again, Ashton Creation is taking a stance to where uh, this is an, an open war for territory to build nodes, to destroy nodes. You know, if you're if you the place you live gets too big and then it, it cuts off your surrounding, uh, you know, your neighbors of territory uh, from from getting bigger than you, then there's going to be some conflict, like constant conflict. Yeah. And it's going to be natural in the game because, you know, really, like, even if you are a crafter gatherer and, and you're, you feel oppressed by your neighbor because they have already got their node to a metropolis and you can't get your shop and your house and your, uh, set up to, uh, you know, that metropolis status and you're making more money, then you're going to want to join in in that war and that conflict to make sure that that metropolis next door falls. And so then you can, you know, your shop or, or your gathering, uh, can, can go to the next level. So I, I, you know, again, I think uh, it's hard to pull off open world PVP and, and sieges and everything like that. But, but I love people seeing, uh, trying to do it. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for a game like that for sure. Yeah, me too. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of good things that could come of ashes. If, if, if it's, if, if they deliver on their promises, man, I do. The game is going to be amazing. So well, yeah, exactly. we just have to wait and see. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all about the delivery and, and then uh, how long will it take? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because. Yeah, exactly. You uh, definitely, you're drawing t- attention to your ideas and, and uh, you know, they're, uh, if you take long enough, someone will be able to, to come and, and try to, to meet you at your end point. So uh, I True. think, you know, we'll see. We'll see. They're constantly hiring, you know. So uh, let's just hope that the the alpha goes well and and we continue to progress through the testing uh, for sure. All right, Bordy. Well, it's been a fun one. Thanks for joining me on this episode of uh, Ashes to Go. And thank you all for supporting us. We we hit a 1K subs uh, on our uh, YouTube channel this week. It's been insane. You guys are extremely supportive. We can't wait to play games with you guys. And and if you haven't already, join the Discord. Uh, the Discord yes. is getting large. We, I think we already have, what, 700-plus people over there, which is uh, quite a bit for us, and uh, yep. you know, it continues to grow. So if you're interested in that, playing Ashes with us or other games, you should join the Discord. Uh, you know, Tell us what you think of these uh, the MAMA questions. And, uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode of Ashes to Go, and we will see you in the next one.